Hello, this is Art Hole <laughs> Audio, Art Hole 16. Um, last time I was uh, telling about a very squeaky clean campsite and gunshots, what I thought were gunshots, rang out. I never did find out what those were about, but I'm still here. I'm still alive to borrow from Onkawara, who can no longer make that claim. But I'm here, and having bitched about the campsite being so tranquil, calling it middle class, and moaning about the whiteness of the T-shirts and the bra straps, yeah, they really were dazzling white on those that were wearing them, and everything else, I realised that I was a little bitter, I didn't fit in better. Anyway, I was thinking on misfits and misfitting after that, because I certainly didn't fit in to the other Brits in the other campsite. For those who didn't hear audio art hole 15, I talked about a visit to a campsite where some very unsavoury characters um, have taken up residence formerly um, British residents, now domiciled in an outpost of Granada. Anyway, enough of them. I didn't feel at home then. I was thinking of misfits and how a lot of people who self-identify as misfits are very jolly about it and happy not to fit in. I think I might be a true misfit because I have a sense of unhappiness, a longing to belong, um, and, and nothing of the bravado of the outsider. Well, I'm, I'm going to be working on that, definitely working on that one, because I rather, en yes, I rather envy and like the, uh, the happy misfits. I think they're quite privileged. A lot of my friends are quite privileged, and that's another reason I've been thinking about privilege and how problematic it is to knock it per se. Uh, out of privilege have, has come a lot of thought, a lot of brilliance, a lot of egalitarian excellence and generosity towards those with less. I certainly benefited from privileged people when I was a child, an orphan child, if you like, the widow and orphan was once a category. And I have always identified with George Orwell's discomfort and dislike of being in, included or assigned to any class. I think he felt uncomfortable at, everywhere. And I, I suppose, you know, this stems from the fact that he was an Etonian um, whose fees were paid in a kind of cobbled together way by sisters and others contributing. I think the poor relation does have a very particular vantage point, though, and sees, sees a lot of the bunkum um, that goes on, but also sees a lot of the genuine generosity. But it seems like everything's getting a bit simplistic. You know, privilege stinks. Well, 
Maybe it's what you do with it that stinks. And there are a lot of people that have benefited from the education and the full grants that I benefited from that have have seemed to have forgotten that. You know, vote for these politicians that happily cut all ties to erudition for those who cannot pay. It makes me really furious. I don't want to hate meritocracy. It's too easy. But people who do come crashing up through whatever glass ceiling, how brilliant, but how, how terrible to forget all the others. It's like a story I had when I was a child of a mean old woman in hell and somebody up above in heaven remembered she'd once given an onion to a tramp or something like it. So the onion gets lowered into hell and everyone tries to jump on the onion because she pushes them off. Of course, they all disappear into the fiery furnace. I think the implication is if she'd said, yes, come on, come on, come on, hold on to my onion, they'd all shot up, shot up there. It's rather like the Chinese one, you know, the difference between heaven and hell, the six-foot chopsticks, and in hell they're trying to feed themselves, and of course in heaven they're feeding each other. Anyway, I was thinking about the excellence of the people I met in the 70s who were, were genuinely the best, not the richest from all over the world, and how much they gave to the country that's now been called Little Britain, you know, represented by the worst sort of privilege, that vile Toby Jug kind of ugh, ambassador, can't speak his name at the moment. But it's, it's a damn shame. I'm trying to think of something uplifting before I go. Yes, the last book I read, well, not the last, I hope, but the latest, Hot Milk by Deborah Levy. Totally wonderful and not a wasted word. It's interesting being somebody who wastes words but can recognise when they're restrained, their elegance and their brilliance. I often think it's odd to hear people using the term poetic as a synonym for sort of vague when actually poetry, like philosophy, relies on the most precise use of words. And I love the way Deborah Levy uses words without any heavy, anti-clever aspect. Really brilliant. And the atmosphere that the book leaves is something of a treat because I can find myself going into that. I don't want to give it away. I want to speak of it. I don't want to give it away because it is a psychological thriller of a very profound sort, I think. Anyway, I do appreciate a good book and um, I'm going to go now because it's over seven minutes, so that's the end of this one.
Bye for now.